We are sponsored by Raise Energy, powered by the enhanced refresh technology. Raise Energy delivers with a performance-enhancing energy drink that aids in the most often overlooked categories. Raise Energy targets focus, enhances your recovery time, improves clean energy levels, and boosts your stamina and hydration. Most importantly, each single can of Raise Energy has absolutely zero calories, zero sugar, and zero carbohydrates, which that gives you a smarter and more healthier option. You should not have to settle for an energy drink that contains more sugar and carbs than you can count. Opt for the number one fan-voted energy drink on the market today with Raise Energy. If you want to get yourself a can of Raise Energy, go to repsports.com, R-E-P-P, sports.com. Use my promo code HPP1000, HPP1000 at checkout, and you will receive a generous discount. Welcome to the HodgePodge podcast. Um, for the past few Wednesdays, we've been doing, you know, what is the best artist albums. And I, I wanted to take a different route for this this week because I'm uh, not sure which artist I'm going to listen to next. Um, people were commenting and they were saying, hey, we want, you know, we want Blake Shelton. We want Garth, but we want Aerosmith. You like Aerosmith. We want to hear what your favorite album is, Aerosmith. There's a lot of albums of those. I'm not. I'm looking at some artists that have at least five or six. No more than. I mean, they could have three or four, but I'm still working on. I don't want to spend you know two and a half weeks listening to one artist because that's just gonna bug the shit out of me. Um. So, but what we're doing today is you guys know I'm a big history nerd and I love these conspiracy theories. Even though I don't believe a lot of them, like there, pro- I probably don't believe all of them. I probably keep telling myself I do, but I was reading this history. It was history.com, and I was reading this thing on Amelia Earhart, and you know, this is one that, and this leads to the whole podcast, which is uh, history's greatest mysteries. And I took how many did I take here? I took fourteen. Yeah, I've got fourteen plus this. This article I'm about to read to you, 14 of the greatest mysteries, and I'm going to talk about them, and I'm going to give my take on what possibly could have happened or if what their sayings happened. And here is what I came upon, and this is about the Amelia Earhart thing, and this comes from simpleflying.com. And it says, the official explanation of what happened to Earhart provided by the United States government was that the plane ran out of fuel and crashed somewhere in the Pacific Ocean. Before Earhart's fateful journey, the United States sent the Coast Guard to Howland Island to support Earhart in her quest to circumnavigate the globe. The ship was there to provide air navigation, a radio link to help guide the plane to the remote island. But for some reason, radio contract, radio contact between Earhart and the Itasca was 
gone. So which which remains a part of the ongoing mystery. So in Maryland Ocean, the comp a research company there led an effort to locate Earhart's plane where they believed it might have crashed. When speaking ahead of the mission, National Geographic quotes President David Jordan was saying the following, we are confident it is in the area we are searching. Of course, we cannot guarantee it because it could be on the outside edge, but we are sure it is in the vicinity. Despite searching an area the size of 630 square miles, which is 1,660 square kilometers, nothing was found and was also the case with later missions that scored the ocean floor. Another theory was that Earhart and Noonan, after being unable to find Howland Island, landed the Lockheed Electra on Nicomaro Island, a tiny coral island located 350 nautical miles southwest of where they were supposed to land. People researching this theory are drawn to a short radio transmission. Earhart told the Itasca that they were flying along the a long line 157337. If this is correct, should Earhart have missed Howland, they would have made it to Nicomararo. And I'm having trouble with some of these names, so don't quote me on this is how you pronounce them. At the time of Earhart's disappearance, the tide would have been low enough on Nicomararo to provide Earhart with a flat reef surface along the shoreline on which a plane could land. Researchers speculate that even if the pair could have landed on the island, later high tides would have washed the aircraft out into the ocean. Now, now we get into the theory that I think could have happened. And I will give you my explanation why. Theory number three, and the most imaginative of them all, is that after being unable to locate Howlett Island, Earhart and Nurin, uh, Noonan flew to the Japanese-controlled Marshall Islands. Speculation is that the Japanese thought they were American spies and executed them. Some people even believe that both Earhart and Noonan returned to the United States under assumed names with one theory that Earhart became Irene Cragmile and then Irene Bolum after getting married to Guy Bolum. In his book, Amelia Earhart Survived, retired U.S. Air Force Colonel Roland C. Reinick speculates that Earhart ditched the plane in the Marshall Islands for national security reasons and returned to the United States under an assumed name. He thinks that by landing in the Marshall Islands, the United States used the search for Earhart as a way to perform pre-war recon reconnaissance on the Japanese. Retired teacher Dick Spink thought that Reinick was on to something and after doing his research was confident that Earhart and Noonan landed on Millie Atoll. Okay, here is why I kind of think this... Uh, I don't think they survived and got onto a some, uh, um, um, a some name. I think they were captured, honestly, by the Japanese. They were, they were taken by someone. The plane, whatever the plane ran out of fuel. You can even say that, but something happened there that Earhart and Noonan had to evacuate the plane, whatever it may be. They parachuted out. They landed, and then they were taken. They were taken captive. And the reason I say that is there is a picture, uh, a photograph that someone posted that shows Earhart and Noonan with hands behind their back on a, on a Japanese ship. And maybe they were thought that they were spies and they did kill them. Um, I, don't I, I don't 
don't really know why Amelia Earhart would, if that that doesn't make sense to me because it they went into an assumed name as Irene Cragmile. That doesn't make sense because why would they? And, and, and you know why would they come back to America as she was the first solo female flight? You know. It, it, it doesn't make sense because her story would be even greater that we were headed here and we didn't and we went this way and this is how we survived. But I don't understand why she would have came back in an assumed name. Same thing with Noonan. I don't, I don't, I don't really understand that theory that much. Um, so that's it on the Amelia Earhart. I, I, I think that if she did survive and the plane did not crash... Uh, like they said it, or or that she did not die in the plane crash, like they said, then she obviously um, got taken captive by either the Japanese or wherever they landed, Russians, whoever. Um, that's what I think honestly happened if she did not die in the plane crash. So that's kind of a, um, you know, I was looking at that and I was reading it and I was trying to figure out what exactly could have happened and that seems the most plausible to me so these these greatest mysteries here that i have for um the 410th episode of the podcast i don't go i don't do aliens in this i don't do ghosts i don't do anything like that um i try to stay away from some of the conspiracy theories that make sense to me um you know i was looking for some of the titanic stuff because I think everything, I don't think everything that, you know, school teaches us or we learn in school or we're paid or we're, you know, we're known to learn. I don't think all that's true. I think a lot of people are hiding stuff. Um, maybe they're not. Maybe, you know, maybe one day that will come out and be like, hey, look, everything you've learned is 100% true. Which they're not going to because we learned Christopher Columbus was 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 a really bad guy. But whatever. So with the first one here, and I'm going to cite all my websites at the end of where you can go find this. Um, it's uh, these things are crazy because it can take you into different a different mind space and different research abilities. Like you can go and research one thing. And we'll be on it for months at a time because people have their different theories. And this is not a conspiracy theory episode. This is just mysteries that no one has figured out. There's not even theories behind it. So let's go with the first one. While there is a lot of mystery surrounding the death of President John F. Kennedy, one mystery is that the final words that Texas Governor John Connolly heard John F. Kennedy say. A quote, my God, I'm hit, end quote were JFK's reported last words. However, reports from the Warren Commission, as well as video footage from the Zapruder film, show that a bullet exited Kennedy's throat before the fatal shot to the head. Well, there could be a few explanations for what Connolly heard. This just adds to the pile of questions people still have about the president's death. I'm going to get a little sip of water here before uh, I continue. Um... Obviously, 
the JFK thing is a big conspiracy theory. Um, and I tried to stick away from that, and so I stuck with this one here with My God, I'm Hit. Now, if JFK was actually shot in the throat, I mean, we, we know he was shot in the throat, but I'm just using this hypothetically. If he was shot in the throat before, you know, the, the shot that killed him, I don't know if you, maybe he did say something. Maybe, you know, maybe he heard Jackie Kennedy go, my God, he's hit. You know, maybe. But I'm not sure, and I'm not going to research this. I'm just going to go off my knowledge here uh, as I'm looking at um, Word here uh, that I type these things out on. Maybe you can talk when you when you get hit in the throat for a split second. Maybe, I mean, you know, if you get punched in the throat or something like that, you can talk. It's very raspy and it hurts. But maybe these were his last-ditch efforts to say, oh, my God, help me. And then it was, boom, he was dead. You know, but maybe John Connolly thought he heard something and he didn't hear anything. Maybe he heard somebody say, my God, he's hit. And he just thought it was, my God, I'm hit. Because... If you're in a situation like that where the, the big parade and the music is playing and all these people are screaming, you know, everything's going to sound like everything. You know, somebody could say, oh, my God, I, I killed JFK. And, you know, you know it, somebody could say that and be like, oh, this guy hit him because he said it. But in Acts, when he said, oh, my God, somebody killed JFK, you know, it uh, your mind plays tricks on you. And maybe, I don't know, maybe John Connolly had something to do with it. And he's just trying to get his way out of it. <laughs> Maybe so. On to the second one here. In various parts of the world, witnesses can hear a distinct humming sound, often described as a truck engine in the distance. The humming sound is consistent. In Taos, New Mexico, this humming sound was so bad that the local citizens voiced concerns and begged Congress for help. In 1997, Congress complied and sent a team of researchers to investigate where the sound was coming from. Over 12 years later, no scientist, researcher, or citizen has been able to figure out where the Taos coming. The Thai house. Oh, my Lord. The Taos humming comes from. I usually edit my mistakes, and I'm not editing that out, okay? The Taos humming comes from. Try saying that five times fast. You know, I researched this, and a lot of people were saying it was, you know, maybe... I don't know, man. This is um this is one of those weird things where you know you tell somebody you hear something and then that person hears it when there's nothing there and then later and later and later you know maybe but the scientists haven't been able to figure out or researchers haven't been able to figure out where the towel's humming is coming from Maybe, maybe it's nothing there. Maybe it's nothing. It could be a paranormal thing, you know, but maybe, maybe there's actually nothing there. But I wonder, is, is this humming sound still happening now? Is it happening now? Because if it is, I would love to go to these different places because it says in various parts of the world. But in Taos, New Mexico, it was just so bad there. 
is it if it's happening now, don't you think that they could see how loud this humming is 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 going and make and compare it to the to the sound charts? Because if so, you know maybe maybe it's coming from the ground. Maybe there's like a a water because I, I used to work in construction. And when we did construction, we had to do plumbing and we had to do all this. Um, um, I wonder if, cause, because if you go in the water, like when we were plumbing, you would, you know, connect the PVC pipes together and you would hear the humming from the water coming down the pipes and hitting on the sides of the PVC pipe. So I wonder, is there an underground waterway like that and it's just coming off the ground of the noise uh, uh, from the noise is coming from the ground and it's just reacting and it's humming i don't know i would love to go wherever this humming sound is happening and just see for decades after world war ii it was the common conscience that adolf hitler committed suicide in his bunker then had his men burn his body while some researchers still believe this to be the truth there are other historians who find it hard to believe it was clear that Hitler had an escape plan that led him to South America. Historians are confident that several high-level Nazi officers made their way to South America, and it wouldn't be a stretch to see Hitler on that end either. The question remains, did Hitler really die in the bunker, or did he have the chance to escape? Okay, this then leads to another conspiracy theory, which I'm not trying to get into. This then leads to, because I remember, you know, we talked about this in history class in high school. I think it was 10th grade. Something like, yeah, it had to have been 10th grade, I think. And um, we were talking about how, you know, people compared the dead body of Hitler to the actual real Hitler. And how, okay, we can do that all day long with, was that really Elvis Presley's body in the casket? Is that really, you know. And that's going to happen with every celebrity that dies in a mysterious way. Now, does it make sense Adolf Hitler killed himself? Absolutely. Because if he didn't, there's no telling what would have happened if we got a hold of him, you know. Um, but is it possible that he could have escaped and faked it? Yes. I mean, that, that makes sense too. But, here's the thing. If historians are confident that several you know, higher level Nazi people made it to South America. Have they already proved that? If they haven't, then I'm not going to believe that this happened. I'm going to believe if, 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 if it has not been proven, and I didn't see that they just said that they're confident that they made it because I know where, you know, their bodies weren't found or anything like that. If there's no proof that they have figured out that they really did leave and went to South America, then I'm going to believe that Hitler committed suicide in his bunker. It makes the most sense. Now, this next one here, I was listening to um, Stuff You Should Know. It's a podcast from My Heart Radio. And they were talking about this. They did a whole hour on just this one bullet note that I have here. And it's the disappearance of the Sodder children. And I know a lot about this because after I listened to the podcast, 
I went and I did my own type of research. And I want to take one of the one or two or maybe several of these and do a full hour on these on on you know on Wednesdays every every now and then. And I think this is going to be the one. So if you don't know the story, here's a little bit of the background. On Christmas Eve in 1945, the solder home of Fayetteville, West Virginia, went up in flames. The entire home was destroyed. George and Jenny Sauter, along with nine of their children, lived in the home. During the fire, George and Jenny escaped with four of the children, but five went unaccounted for. After the flames went out, the bodies of the five children presumed to still be in the house were never found. While some eyewitnesses claim to have seen the children in the days after the fire, the children were never actually found. To this day, the mystery of the Sauter children remains. Out of all of these that I'm going to talk about, this is probably the one... That I do believe that they did not burn. Because. And I know I said that about Amelia Earhart. But this makes sense. So what happened was. And you can go do your own research if you don't believe me. If you die in a fire. You know your bones and your your burned body are still going to be there. Because the I think, I think they said the fire was only there for like 45 minutes before it went out. Before they got it out. That would mean that there would be burned bodies, and if they were smaller, then there would be bones there. There was nothing. Someone came out and then was digging through the rubble and found a skull. And they found the skull, and they took it, and they did an investigation on the skull. It turned out it was like a 16-year-old female's skull. And there was no one that died in the fire under the age of 13. There was no one above the age of 13. Excuse me. Everybody was under 13. You know. It's strange. This is a strange mystery. That I that I wish they would do. Some type of investigation on. Or they would do some type. Of. I don't know. Because it was kind of like this just happened. And a year later, it was forgotten about, and no one brings it up until they see it in the greatest mysteries places. So that is, um, it, 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 it's strange. It's really strange. Really strange. Though many conspiracy theories surround the building of the Egyptian pyramids, this wasn't always the case. For a long time, it was guaranteed upon that the pyramids were built by slaves in ancient Egypt. However, closer inspection of these great structures raises more and more questions. Considering it would be difficult to build a pyramid with the technology that we have today, scientists, archaeologists, and historians are all asking the same questions. How could a civilization with minimal technology undertake such a large task? Some even believe that extraterrestrial beings with space technology... Okay, let's forget about the aliens building the pyramids. That, that, that did not happen. Now, you could say that you can compare this to the moon landing. Whether you believe the moon landing happened or not, I'm not going to say my stance. I've said it before, and I'm not going to say it again. But if you take, you can take this and kind of match it with the moon landing thing. It's just because it happened back in the day, and you can't do it today. Does that mean it happened or does it mean it didn't happen? 
We have people today. I'm going to watch these YouTube videos of these people in Asia. We'll make these freaking mud houses. And, and, you know, and they live in these things. And it's like, doesn't matter the technology that we have. I don't think that could be done by technology. Because a lot of man-built things last longer than technical-built things. And I, I think the pyramids came. Someone built the pyramids. Okay, there's no thing telling me, oh, they didn't build the pyramids. There's nothing saying that. There's just people saying, hey, look, technology today, with the technology they had building in the pyramids, which is practically nothing, and the pyramids we have today, we can't rebuild these pyramids. Have they even tried, or are they just saying that? You know, I don't know. I don't know. You give your take. All right, next one on the list. Of all the unexplained events that ever happened in history, the 1518 Dancing Plague might be the most fun-sounding one. And began when a woman began dancing uncontrollably in the streets of Strasbourg, part of modern-day France. Soon the fever struck 400 others who began dancing and couldn't stop. Witness reports state that they danced for days without stopping, eating, or drinking. Some died of strokes, heart attacks, while others died from simple exhaustion. The plague lasted about a month and never happened again anywhere in the world. I think this is just an old fairy tale folklore kind of thing here. I mean... Maybe somebody did dance and then everybody else joined in. I don't know. Maybe they danced out in the rain naked and they danced for days and they died of pneumonia or the flu. You know, you don't know. But this just seems a little perplexed. This seems like this is an old wise tale that your grandmother used to tell you. It's difficult to believe in mysterious occurrences with only a handful of eyewitnesses. That is why the miracle of the sun mystery is one that resists denial. There was a prophecy that in Portugal, the Virgin Mary would reappear and perform miracles on October 13th in 1917. A large group formed to see if there was any truth to this prophecy, and they got more than they bargained for. Photographers, reporters, and people from around the country gathered and witnessed what they could only describe as the sun dancing. It made a zigzag motion through the sky and emitted radiant colors. The event was said to last approximately 10 minutes. It has not happened since and cannot be explained. This is easy. This is easy. Have you ever looked at the sun? When you look at the sun, you look away. You have these like dots, black dots flying everywhere in your eye. I think these people were delusional. They were drunk. They were possibly high. And they looked at the sun for too long. <laughs> All said it danced. <laughs> That's that's all of that. I mean, that's 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 simple. So King Arthur, a sword in the stone, his faithful magician Merlin, and a round table of knights. The stuff legends and myths are made of. Apparently, though, the entire King Arthur story was a fabrication that was created to boost the morale of the English troops. The mythology stems from various literary sources which all glorify Arthur as the king who led to a victory over the Saxons and created a ruling empire over England. Ireland, Iceland, Norway, and Gaul in the 6th century. 
Though there is no real proof such a man existed, historians continue to debate the fact. There is evidence to suggest that Arthur may have been a composite character with most semblances to a Roman commander. Okay, alright. This is probably another easy one. Somebody created this story about a man and he took the sword out of the stone and he became a king. This is probably another wise tale that they were told throughout the day and somebody just put it into words. Somebody just put it into a into a story and people believed it because they said, oh, this is a true story. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre is based on a true story and none of that crap happened. There was no inbred people that killed people and used faces. There was Ed Gein that did that, but there was no Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So that's easy. Somebody was told that story and they made they, they wrote it out in a book and they based it on a true story. That's easy. And of course you're gonna have people that say no it was real because of this. It's easy. It's a story. This one is a really cool one. Um, so, in prison in 1669 under the name of Eustache Danger, isolated and forced to wear a sort of iron and velvet helmet. He died at the Bastille in 1703 before buried under the name of Marioli. The reasons for his anonymity, hidden under false names, but especially under this embalmic mask, remain a mysterious. Many authors have advanced the most unusual theories. Voltaire, then Alexandre Dumas, claimed that King Louis IV, the 14th, had his twin brother imprisoned, then hid his face so that he could not be recognized and reached the throne of France. According to other theories, the man in the Iron Mask was an, a legitimate child of the king, a lover of the queen, a political opponent, or a valet who knew too much. Some also think they have they have unmasked the argument Chagnon, <laughs> even Moliere, not dead but arrested after his last representation of the imaginary invalid. Um, I don't really have a stance on this. I don't really know. I don't know. They made a movie with Leonardo DiCaprio, but was that based on the man, the Iron Mask here? Was it based on this? Or was it just. I don't really know. It's kind of cool to see. It's kind of nice to know that these are mysteries, and it's like it's cool because you're gonna investigate it, and you're ne you're never gonna know, you know, unless they release something. But now, here's the thing that gets me: Why was this guy imprisoned? Did he do something terrible? Did was this a way of punishing someone? Because back in the day, if you pun if you did something very like very little that you could do today, like if you called a girl ugly, you could like get your fucking tongue ripped out or something. But here, it never said why he was imprisoned, and but it says that he was forced to wear an iron mask, an iron helmet. Maybe they didn't know who this guy was, or may you know, could be. Maybe this guy was something of a and high uh, 
a hierarchist. Maybe he was something along those. Maybe he was something like that. And they didn't want him out there that they had him in prison because maybe he... Maybe people wanted to kill him. Maybe he was wanted. Maybe he... You know, all of these are sincere things to take in because, you know, you never know why they're hiding someone and that they use a different name. You know, like I said, maybe this guy was wanted or maybe this guy was, I I don't know. But if he was buried under a different name, there has to be some reasoning behind it. They don't want it to get out that he was in prison here. They don't want it to get out that he's dead and he's buried here. You know, there's none of that stuff. Now, this next one is, um, I think, a bigger wise tell than the rest of them. And so, the Mothman was a mysterious creature reported to have been seen in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. It was said to look like a cross between a moth and a man. It was bigger than a human, but could fly faster than an eagle. After more than 100 sightings, it was given serious attention by the press and authorities. One week after the Mothman was spotted on the main bridge in Point Pleasant, the whole bridge collapsed, killing 47 people. Since then, the Mothman has not been seen. Some people think it was killed in the accident. Some people think it was a spirit warning of disaster. Okay, this is like a Bigfoot theory. Or it's like the uh, Slenderman thing. Somebody's seen it. Then the re- then one person made it up, and then the rest of people went with it. And it's just, it is just coincidence that the bridge collapsed and killed forty seven people. It's just a coincidence. May- maybe it was an angel. Maybe it was. Maybe it was. If it was, why did these people listen? <laughs> Gonna listen again if that guy comes back. <laughs> so, does everybody know of the Mary Celeste? This was a merchant ship. So, on November seventh of eighteen seventy-two, the ship set sail from New York for Guana, but the journey was not successful. One month after the vessel was discovered drifting on aimlessly, it had been abandoned. There were no clues as to why the ship had been abandoned, and the last diary entry stated that all was going well. The only things missing were a lifeboat and that, and the crew themselves. The ship was undamaged, the cargo was fine, and the close possessions of the crew were left behind. Considerable amounts of water was found inside the onboard cabins for some reason. In January of 80, 1885, the ship was initially wrecked near Haiti for its insurance money. Ooh. Okay, here is kind of a theory that I have with the Mary Celeste, and I'm thinking as I'm reading these. Is it possible that the navigational system broke or wasn't functioning properly, and they thought they were heading into the right direction, which right around the corner, there was land. And they were going to get to the land and they were going to find somewhere to call, you know, the Coast Guard or whoever the whoever was in charge of the ships in 1872. And they were going to get, and they didn't make it. Is that a possibility? Because 
this is kind of like that stupid horror movie Ghost Ship. <laughs> when a ghost ship is like a haunted ship and it's killing people and then all of a sudden there's nobody there at the end of it. I think that's possibly what happened. They were like, okay, you know, where our navigation system's broken. Maybe something was wrong with the engine in the ship and they were, maybe something like that happened. And they were like, you know what, we're just going to, we're just going to take the chance and get these people off the boat. I'm going to kick a crew off the boat because the boat, the boat's useless now. The boat's useless. And we're going to go row in the boat, the lifeboats, towards this land. And they were going the wrong direction, and there was no land, and they wrecked and drowned. Crashed, drowned. That's a big possibility here. Um, that's, um, that, that, that's one that makes you think, because, like, why is it disappearing? But that's the only thing that I can think of that makes sense is, you know, maybe something was broken and they didn't want to chance the boat. Something happened to the boat because they said it was crashed for insurance money. If the boat was working, you you could have had somebody on a boat and they climb, and, and they and they run the boat. I mean, I know that sounds easier than possibly it could happen, but I mean, it could happen. So that's my take on it. I want to know your guys' takes on all of these as I read the last one. And let me know. Send me an email. Write it on YouTube. Um, just let me know what you guys think. In 1795, two teenagers discover a small hole in the ground on Oak Island. Out of curiosity, they begin to dig down into the dirt and find a single wooden platform every 10 feet that they go down. Although they soon get bored and went back to 18th century items and things. The pit soon sparked the interest of many other people, including wealthy businessmen, and it was named the Money Pit. People soon discovered that it was loaded with booby traps, and then encouraged people to dig because several have died trying to reach the bottom. Coconut fibers, which were traditionally used to protect pirate treasure, were found in several parts of the pit. An encrypted message was also found 80 feet down, a message that was eventually translated into English. And the message read as followed, 40 feet below, 2 million pounds lie buried. No one has any idea what lies at the bottom of the pit, but legend says that the treasure can only be claimed when 7 people die trying. The death toll is currently at 6. People. There's a whole freaking show on the Oak Island. So, here's the thing. There could possibly be treasure laying and buried 40 feet below. And legend says it can only be claimed when seven people die and death toll is six. What if that's just to keep people away from that pirate's treasure? You know, like that's not really going to. So if they if, so if they get some kind of robot to dig 40 feet below wherever these wooden planks are and they dig 40 feet below are they not going to find this 2 million pounds lie this 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 lying buried come on people this is just a scare tactic to keep away people and 
other pirates away from this one pirate's treasure. Okay, and what if this pirate treasure is down there and you mess with it and you release this, I don't know, ghostly beings? That's creepy. That's creepy. But why not, with all the technology we have, why not take these, this robot or have Elon Musk freaking create something and dig 40 feet down, follow the wooden planks, and figure out what's 40, be- 40 feet below. If there's nothing, then this whole thing was a scam created by two teenagers. Because if there's a small hole in the ground, I'm not going to get a shovel and I'm not going to dig 10 feet. I'm just going to say, oh, there's a hole there. Watch it. Cover it up. I'm going to fall. Someone's going to trip. Someone's going to twist their ankle in the hole. No one's going to dig in a hole to see what it is. It's the earth shifting. It's erosion. Come on. This one's interesting because they made a whole show on it and they have found crap. We found a dime. We found a dollar. Yeah. You found a dollar. Can't buy nothing with a dollar. Two million pounds of two million pounds of treasure you can buy. A shitload of stuff. (laughs) Uh, Man, these things get me going. So that's it on History's Greatest Mysteries. Um... If you want to look up any more of these and, and investigate yourself, here are the websites that I used. I used HowStuffWorks.com, AllThatIsInteresting.com, WholeNewsNow.com, Escafy.com, and SimpleFlying.com. Join me in the next couple of weeks. I'm going to do a whole episode based on... We're probably going to do... We're probably going to do the Solder Children. Because that 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 is really freaking interesting to me. And so, that's it. Thanks for joining me on this special Wednesday edition of the podcast. Hope you guys are well. Hope you guys do good in school and in life and at work. And it's like I always say, enjoy. And as always, for unless I'll see you guys on Monday. <laughs>